Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Your host, Gregorio Leoni, will have smart discussion with experts, thought leader, and friends on customer experience, transformation, innovation, and leadership. I hope you will enjoy the next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, it's really, really a big pleasure to start again a smart discussion together with Enrique Gomez Alonso. Hi, Enrique. Hi, Gregorio. It's really a pleasure to have you on this discussion together and in collaboration with the European Customer Experience Organizations. As you know, I am interviewing the ambassador of the European Customer Experience Organization, and I'm really thrilled to have Enrique with me. He has really a great career. He did all the important steps through, through the career and now and now is at, at Medaglia. But I think the best way is to start with the usual question. Enrique, could you please introduce yourself? Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Agorio. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much for having me here in your in your podcast. It's, uh, uh, as you said, uh, my name is Enrique Gomez. Okay, uh, Gomez Alonso, you know that in Spain we have this uh, m- uh, f- father, father, family name, mother, family name. Okay, somebody called me Alonso, somebody called me Gomez, but Enrique, Enrique Gomez. Um, working on, right now I'm working on, on Medallia. I'm the uh, director for experience uh, for South EMEA. So that's basically Spain, Italy, Portugal, Greece, all the Mediterranean area. And I've been I've been in this position for the last year, helping lots of different clients, lots of different industries, and everything that has to do with uh, building, evolving their customer experience uh, program. And um, basically, beyond what usually has been the role of Mendeley, has been more on the technical platform. Okay. The, we recognize that uh, uh, there is one moment when you have to evolve from basically listening to the customer, having a great voice of customer program to expand it and basically cover everything that has to do with uh, uh, something that we will discuss later and how to engage the C-suite and basically make the customer experience something really critical to changing the mindset of the people in a, on a shop, okay? And before that, I've been working on uh, more than 10 years uh, running myself a customer experience program. Uh, started uh, as long as 2011, if I recall correctly, at Vodafone in Spain. Uh, it was one time before that that I was the strategy director and I was pushing very aggressively this thing, okay, which is the next big thing for the telcos. And uh, after data, after content, we start talking about customers. And the CEO at that time said to me, hey, you've been pushing this customer thing for for months. Uh, now you build it, okay? So it was uh, one of those situations. Where I said, okay, let's build it from almost zero. Okay, uh, and I was there for five years, and when everything was built, uh, then uh, I jumped into Zurich, uh, Zurich Insurance in Spain, completely different sector, but basically uh, it was a huge opportunity because I was building customer experience from nil, from nothing. Uh, I would say customer experience and customer marketing, okay? Because it's insurance is not the, the sector that has been working more. It's not the most customer-centric sector in the world, okay? Now things have changed, and uh, but I think it uh, has been really, really helpful to, to 
see how the sector has evolved in the last in the last year and and that's basically uh, my experience on on customer experience around 11 12 years uh, running uh, programs now helping my customers to run their programs thank you Enrique for this great introduction and uh, I can state that we have really a great expert in customer experience with us with uh, with his career path uh, but before we start deep diving in uh, in customer experience, something about the European Customer Experience Organization. You are an ambassador, founding member. Uh, what does it mean for you being part of the European Customer Experience Organization? I think uh, uh, when we start talking, I start talking to to Ricardo like ooh, almost two years ago. Uh, for us, was like uh, for me, it was basically, hey, it, this is a moment when uh, there is a, a lot of excellent professionals uh, around customer experience around the, um, Europe that we have now the opportunity to start sharing practices, to start building the European uh, knowledge on, on customer experience. And uh, so when they basically, I saw uh, something on LinkedIn about, hey, are you interested on in customer experience? Are you interested on building this association i say hey i'm in i'm all in and we start working on that so for me it has been the opportunity of uh i would call this profession of a customer experience practitioner uh make it more i would say professional okay um there's people that we have been working out there's a lot of people have been working for years but basically quite isolated uh quite uh independent and uh, with very, not a lot of opportunities for networking, okay? It depends on the countries because for example, in Spain, we have some association that had been working on that like the DEC or like the uh, quality association, but uh, they were quite local. So the E of European makes a lot of sense uh, there is a lot of differences between the different countries, but there is uh, more uh, similarities and more opportunities to, to network. So for me, it's it's all about that. And and I think that in at the beginning, uh, we were talking about the community of professionals for professionals and basically created by the professionals. Thank you, Enrique. And it makes totally sense. Perhaps really to understand from your point of view as a founding member and ambassador, what differentiates the European Customer Experience Organization to the others? And I'm not speaking which is better and which is less better because I am part of several organizations and I enjoy being part of all of them. But I think it's important to to really state what's the difference, because also in customer experience, differentiate from, let's say, others, it's extremely important to stand out. What's your view on that? My, I think my, my take on that is I'm also a member of a several customer experience organizations, CXPA, DEC in Spain. Uh, I think one important piece is, for me, the most important piece is that is it's made by professional for the professionals, okay? It's not about getting new uh, companies or basically aiming to the companies to invest on customer experience. It's about, okay, which is really interesting, interesting for, for us, the professional. What can we share with other, with other people, with somebody on Finland or somebody on, Greece on okay, uh, and that's also a differentiation with other uh, association. For, for, as what I said, for example, in Spain there are uh, several association, but they are just Spanish association. That is great, but basically uh, 
hey, why why stay in in uh, in Spain when we can share and we can build something that is Europe pan European? I think it's this is for example the different with some of the more local association and with others is basically the e the European. I think it's this is the most important piece. It's, sometimes it's uh, really funny when you see some material from other people that is like, hey, well, but there is other countries in the world apart from US. <laughs> I understand what, what, what you're saying and perhaps also for the audience, if you have interest in understanding more what the European customer experience organization is doing, or if you want to subscribe, it's access free, it doesn't cost, then you can go to www.ecxo.org slash individuals and then you can apply to be a member and you can be part of this great community. Thank you very much, Enrique, for, for this introduction. And now let's really deep dive in customer experience, what we like, what we really love. And you selected one topic that I think it's really key and we need to discuss it and to understand it and to act on it. And this is all about ROI, CX and return on investment. First question, why do you want or do you think that it makes sense to discuss about this topic? I think it's, um, let me put it, it's one of those things that we need to push uh, on customer experience. We uh, we have been uh, pushing the customer experience for the last 10 years or more than 10 years. At the very beginning was some kind of new buzzword and uh, it was about faith. It was about, hey, basically we can leverage on all the work that uh, has been done on MPS, et cetera. But it was, hey, it's the new thing, okay? And let me put it that way, new thing, give you some uh, space to test, to try. But in some point in time, if you want to get the the C-suite and, and the sponsorship that you need in order to transform a company that at the end is what we need in, in most of the companies is to make a deep transformation. Uh, you need to get this sponsorship and then you need to go to the, to the CEO, to the CFO and talk to something that at the end, it's really, really, I would say, you cannot argue uh, with uh, with them if you don't show the business impact, okay? And at the end, ROE or any kind of uh, business impact help you. It's basically make you, I said, mature, okay? Instead of being this, hey, it's nice to have, it's basically, hey, this is good for the business, okay? So I think it's it's critical. There is a lot of opportunities, uh, that you, sorry, a lot of uh, companies that has started with the customer experience and after a couple of the year, they struggle to keep on with the momentum. And it's because they need to evolve to what this more professional, uh, more professional talk, okay? I think it's, uh, we'll, as you said, we are apostles of the CX. We love CX, but hey, we need to recognize that uh, there are some people that uh, are a little bit more I would say reluctant or resistant. And, and this is one way of basically putting the customer experience on the top of the list and, and keep it there. That is probably the most difficult part, okay? It's keep CX on the top of the strategic initiatives for any, any company. If you don't show the financial results, it will be very complicated. You can stay there for several, for some, some, some years, but in some point on time, they will say, hey, where is the volume? Where is the, the results? That's for me my my point on this. Yeah, and it, it makes totally sense because at the end, if you think about customer experience, what customer experience wants to achieve is to 
improve acquisition, improve retention, decrease cost, and improve share of wallet. It means I want to keep the customer that I have. I would like to get new customers. I would like that customer use my products. And I want as a company to work in an in efficient way. And a lot of business transformations, uh, customer-centric business transformation starts with the voice of the customer. And you are working for Medallia, therefore it's the best place to, to ask this question. I see a lot of customer-centric transformation that starts, ah, we need to get feedback from the customers. And then they start calculating NPS. I think it's it's not enough. And instead of now that I'm explaining that, could you please elaborate a bit on that, how you could structure this process that really then we can show, we can prove the return on investment if we are leveraging the feedback of our customers. Absolutely. I think it's, uh, uh, as you said, the feedback of the customers is basically step number one is listening to them, identify action, identify pain points, start doing action, follow up this action, etc. So it's, okay, this is basically the basics on, on the, which are the different steps that uh, uh, we, I usually, uh, I have used and I, one of my recommendations to, to my customers is basically, hey, you basically, you cannot go to uh, very, very complicated things at the very beginning. Some cases, even you have to start with something that even before you have data, you can start with something really small that it's uh, showing proof of other companies similar to you or less similar, uh, but try to keep it as similar as possible and, and show the impact that they already have. Okay, this is this is usually to convince people at the very beginning when you don't have any data, own data, or you are basically uh, pushing this customer transformation on and, and trying to get the, the buying of the people. Okay, so it's going and say, hey, uh, I, I uh, don't like the the normal names that everybody use, like, hey, Amazon is doing that, Apple is doing that, Airbnb is doing that, because, yeah, well, it depends. If if you are Zurich, uh, I would say, hey, we are not Apple, we are not uh, Amazon, we will never be this, this guy. But you can identify, now, since I would say we have uh, a lot of different uh, people that are showing the impact on almost any sector that you are thinking, okay? Insurance, we have, we have, uh, uh, for example, Generali, that, that we have been working with them for years, that they declare this impact, okay? So it's even insurance, okay? You, you can find this, this example. So first is this small external view, it's basically proof of concept. Then second one recommendation is once that you start having some customer data, start with a relationship between MPS and, for example, renewal. Okay, or loyalty. It's quite straightforward, even before you can see the impact of the actions that you are doing, but basically saying, hey, these are the data from our customer. This is the different in on retention before, between a deep detractor and a promoter. Okay, or this is the different on cross sell or on zero quality, depends on the sector, but basically the one that uh, I can bet a beer with you that you will see some impact is basically MPS with uh, loyalty, okay, with, with renewal. That's basically as soon as you can have six, nine months of data, of feedback, okay. Then next step is basically going a little bit, uh, I would say, more fine-tuning and is, hey, uh, we did that then we change the MPS, then the loyalty of these guys uh, or the cross-sell of these guys or the set of wallets, change it, okay? So in this case, you need to have a complete cycle in the sense that you measure, 
you identify an action, you did what they was supposed to change that. And basically, then you need to work on cohorts or groups saying, hey, this is the difference between the guys that goes through the experience and don't, don't experience. This is probably one year, one year and a half down the, down the road, okay? So don't get obsessed at the very beginning with that because you need to have some success stories, okay? Even on how we do this and, and the MPS change, okay? Let's keep it that way. And last is basically when you also have some kind of uh, predictive uh, impact on the business, okay? So it's really helpful when you need to uh, prioritize action or when you get the budget of something or you start with some customer we are building business cases for the, for the customer experience action. When you say, if we do that, then uh, we will improve the MPS on that for this customer. That means that we will bring another 2 million euros uh, to this to this company. No? That's basically uh, when you get all the, you have some historical data, a couple of years data, some volume, you are used to do actions and follow up of the action. It's doable, okay? It's not that, that we are talking about uh, Apple or Amazon. It's uh, normal companies in, in the world all doing this and we are working on that. I did it, okay, in, in both in Zurich and in Vodafone. Um, and for me, let me put it, it's the, the, this is the moment when you go to a CFO and the CFO automatically can translate one MPS, one point in one increase of, oh, sorry, an increase of one point of MPS equals 20 million euros, okay? That's the moment when basically you got it because then uh, basically it's, they will not discuss how this or whether they will ask you, okay, how much will the MPS change? How many customers do will impact with this change? Uh, we will be the impact, basically the kind of conversation that you want to have, okay? So, and that's basically the four, the four steps. So it's from basically outside in very early, a little bit mature when you have your data and then when you can translate basically MPS into, into money, okay? And everybody, if you ask a controller, a financial controller, how many uh, euros will you get if you improve uh, MPS and they can give you a, a number, that's basically heaven. I think, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I can only say you got uh, 15 minutes of free of charge consulting how to define <laughs> the, the business transformation and to, to make that a bit more tangible and understandable. I define that uh, normally as how to get the best friend of the CFO, <laughs> because that's that's exactly what, what, what you explained. And I think this is really important. Let's start with the early stages because also in Europe, we are not as developed as we think or, or as we are discussing. And, and basically, I think most of the companies, most of CX professionals have really issues to get the budget, but not only the budget, also the resources to start this transformation. And you said really at the beginning, and I, I really like it, start comparing other outside in, it's the same industry or a different industry. And as you said, it's always comparing that with Disney, Apple, Amazon, and so on. Because at the end, our customer compare an insurance, not only with other insurances, but they compare that with the best in class. And these are always the same example that, that we are using. <laughs> I, once I heard something like, yes, but uh, here I'm buying grocery and it's Ritz Carton, they are doing like that. And it's a bit different, uh, different way, different setup and different vision. But back to, to this discussion, do you have perhaps really some hints 
for CX professional how to get the first budgets in order to start this transformation, as you mentioned in your description in the early stage. I think it's uh, 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 prepare prepare yourself for a conversation that is not the kind of conversation that uh, CX people usually likes and excel, okay? That it's about business. Uh, because most of us, it's not that we don't think about it, but for us, it's a given, okay? So I think it's a, hey, customer experience is about, it's a win-win situation when you improve the experience for the customer. And basically, as a, the customer is happier, will stay longer with you, will buy more from you, will basically recommend you, your friends to you, okay? This is something that we give it for, for granted, that, that it's hardwired in our, in our brains, but we need to be sure that Oh, sorry, we need to be ready. That is not the kind of thing that everybody in a company knows by heart, okay? So roll your sleep and start from there. It's, hey, I, I remember the first time I have a meeting with the CFO at Zurich in Spain. I go into the meeting uh, and everybody said to me, oh, this guy is great, but basically it's so focused on numbers. And I say, okay, I don't care. I'm, I'm an engineer. I love numbers. And basically I would go there. And when I introduced myself, so it was the first time we ever met. Was just say, hey, it's Enrique. Hey, I'm Jordi. Ah, pleased to meet you. And I said, hey, hey, Jordi, just to make it very clear from the very beginning, customer experience is about being more profitable as a business, okay? It's not about earning a place at heaven, okay? There is other ways of doing it, okay? So we will talk about being, being profitable and then we can talk about how we reduce the cost or how we improve the, the policy or how we do this, this kind of thing. So I think it's this kind of mindset that, hey, don't explain to them how, let me put it, how good will be the world with the customer experience is basically uh, use the language that they are ready to accept, okay? And in some cases, you need to go before uh, customer experience 101, okay? You have to start from very beginning. This is first thing because we usually try to go that way as an apostle. We believe, we love this. We, be, we believe everything. Hey, but these guys, maybe, maybe, have no idea of what this is about, okay? Or just read a paper in, in some newspaper or in some magazine or go to some medallion event and see somebody like me talking about how good is customer experience. Hey, start from, from zero. The second part is, again, look for examples that make sense to everybody. Everybody loves Disney. Everybody loves Amazon. It's great. You can start from that. But you have this... You are lucky now, okay? We are lucky now in the sense that we have a lot of different examples of different industries, okay? So it's a combination of both. It's not using always the same examples. It's basically using maybe not so fancy or so flashy, okay? But uh, use this, this kind of example. And then for me, last but not least is you will not get it at the first time, okay? You have to insist. You have to be resilient. You have to go there. And maybe at the beginning, they will only give you like, uh, okay, proof of concept. Let's start with this. Uh, build on that, okay? And start, basically start doing things from, from moment zero. Don't, sometimes we also have this kind of, uh, we want to have everything perfect. We want to have something to the second decimal point. No, get some first result. It's great. It, they don't, everybody, they don't care if uh, your increase in, in loyalty is 10 or 12. This is a, a significant increase on loyalty. If, if at the end, it's 10 or 15. They don't care. 
it's important. That's what matters. I think it, it makes totally sense. And, and basically what, what you are saying are really great and tangible examples. And I would like to elaborate on the first one that, that you mentioned. And it's really to speaking the language of the person speaking together with you. Because basically, we cannot say that CFOs doesn't care about customer experience, but it's one topic of a lot of different topics they need to manage. And basically, we have, let's say, the bit more long-term view on customer experience, and they need to deliver quarterly results. And therefore, we need to have the proof of pudding within the, the right quarter in order to get to this long-term long -term journey. Perhaps also there, do you have some supporting information or helps how to create short-term targets and long-term targets? Yeah, I think it's uh, this. This is really important, and I wish shared you uh, basically uh, how we I started or my team started in Vodafone and how we started in Zurich. It's identify which is one of these uh, uh, financial operational business KPIs that really matters the company. And I can explain with you explain to you basically on Vodafone. And the moment that we started, we have. Uh, lots and lots, million and million of, of calls calling the contact center, okay? So it was like 75 million calls every every year. Uh, if you multiply, if you make the number, if you multiply by the amount of euros that you spend per call, because most of them were outsourced, you can imagine that there were some, some millions of euros there. So we decided, okay, let's start with improving the, the customer experience on that part. And with Everybody, we decide not to show directly or the first thing the MPS. We did direct directly. We show the volume of calls. Okay, and it was a very um, I would say a structured way. We we start with some basic like, hey, people call uh, customer call us, not because they don't have any friend. It's because they have some kind of question or problem. Okay, so. Let's see what are the key things uh, or the key questions that they are asking. So we start with very. I would say standard approach on volume of calls, which are the reason, and start working with some of the of these uh, buckets of, of calls and showing the people, hey, we have done this and we have reduced X amount of calls. And in, in our sense, we were lucky in the sense that there were so many calls that anything that you do to reduce call, then you have thousands of call less, okay? And thousands of call less is thousands of euros less, okay? So you can start small and keep on keep on growing. On Zurich was about loyalty. It was about retention. It was about, oh, how can we improve this situation? So my recommendation in this sense is, hey, identify one, two business financial KPIs that are really critical for the company, are really important for the company, and start small. Start with some calls or some group of customers, some segment that is, or some business, some line of business, and start doing a small thing, but showing impact, showing the results, okay? So don't, what I said, uh, it always make this uh, uh, similarity, or basically it's, hey, we have, we have to cover all this land. Basically, you start from here. Okay, and you start here and then, yeah, once that we sold there, then we move to another thing, then we move to another thing. You as the CX leader of this program, you have to have this map in your mind, okay? But you don't need to go there and say, we will do everything at the same, no. Okay, we can eat the elephant, 
piece by piece. Okay, that's really important. And it, it makes totally sense. And to to double down on on what you are saying, it's important to define what you want to achieve, to act on that, to show the results that you can do that. And then I use exactly the word to sell the results that you are successful. And this is extremely important in the early stages. And I would like now to move to the next stage that you start getting the data. Because in the three phases that you mentioned, early stage, uh, the second stage, getting the data, having own data, it's, it's extremely important to focus there because then in the phase three and phase four, let's say maturity and excellence phase, then the CFO is onboarded. You understand that because if you want to get there, you need the budgets and you need the result. And therefore focusing as the one of my last question in this, in this part of the discussion is, now you start getting the data and you start seeing that uh, some people are happy, some people are not happy. And therefore you start, for example, on this example, doing the close the loop with the detractors and ensuring that they, they get they, they get again happy. I know that it's a generalization, but perhaps do you have again some suggestion where should people look at in order to start creating exactly these uh, KPIs that are related to financial results? I think it's uh, start with understanding your own business, okay? Uh, customer experience is normally quite cross-sector. That's, it's, uh, I would say, great for us, but basically each sector has a different KPIs, okay? And so you need to understand what's really the key, key uh, elements on the sector and on your company. It could be, again, we always talk about loyalty, but... Uh, uh, it could be reduced cost, okay, in some occasion. Or if you are doing really well, it could be about selling more, okay? So first of all, my I would say my first recommendation is understand the business, okay? Understand the business, understand your company, understand what, which are the two, three, and I will not say, yeah, EBITDA, yeah, EBITDA is great. Everybody will talk about EBITDA. No, no, no. Go to the to the second, third level of granularity, okay? which are really, really, really the ones that that and that can you move with uh, with the um, with customer experience again? Because if the main problem is the financial margin, oh, it's very complicated to find a, a, <laughs> a way, you know. But if you're talking about cost, everybody, every company is talking about cost. Cost is is a sure thing. Uh, loyalty is a sure thing. If you are uh, thinking on retail, uh, I would say. Uh, share of wallet is a, is a short thing okay so identify this this element and then basically cross your information cross your knowledge about the uh, the the situation with the customer once that you have this data which are the pain points and then basically identify which are the actions that can improve the pain points that will impact your business. For example, it's what I said on, on Vodafone was straightforward we look for the calls because it was Cost reduction. Nobody can put it. It's very complicated to argue about uh, a cost reduction if it's a uh, number of calls because you can count the calls and say, hey, we have 1,000 and we did that, this and this is 90. So we reduced 10 due to that. Okay. Ceteris paribus, this kind of word that CSO, CFO loves. Ceteris paribus, this is we, what we did. The rest stay the same. So this 10 calls is based on, on that. Okay. So doing one point this cross of the which are the key financials for the company, which is the kind of things that you can uh, identify as pain points and basically be obsessed with two or three 
two or three things, okay? Don't try to do 20, okay? Sometimes we boil the ocean. We try to do a lot of things. At the very beginning, try to keep it very focused because resources, I will say, happy if you have infinite, infinite resources, but basically you have limited resources. You have to focus your guns in some targets, okay? Two, three things. Basically trying to find if there is some really low hanging fruit, go for that. Okay, and then you will go for the thousand different things that you have in your mind, but choose two, three, uh, no, no more. Thank you very much, Enrique. And being also respectful of the time, I need to go to the next part of our discussion. I would love to discuss with you hours <laughs> about this topic, but perhaps not <laughs> during this, uh, this yeah. podcast. And therefore, my question would be, is there a book that you would mention or you would like to share with the audience that you say it helped me during my career or it helped me to grow? Uh, I will go to the classics, okay? So I, I will go to the ultimate questions. And uh, basically I think it's it's really, uh, and the new version that they, uh, they, they uh, wrote um, four, five, six years ago, so it's the, I said always the red one is the old one, the yellow one is the new one. Uh, it has been great for me. Uh, it was, when I started with the customer experience, was like the, um, almost the only one that uh, we have at that time. Uh, give you a lot of examples, but most of it, it gives you the mindset and uh, that you need to have. And I think for me, this is critical. Uh, I will not stand up. Basically, it's it's never more than five meters away from my from my work desk, okay? It's over there. Uh, that for me, for me, it's, uh, I will say, if you, if you have to read only one book, read this. Thank you very much, Enrique. And to be clear about the book you are mentioning is the one from Fred Reichelt. Yeah. It's the one that created this NPS not score, but NPS system. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about hours also about that because it's, <laughs> it's what you said, system. The score is like the soccer, the soccer match result. Okay, it's zero one. Doesn't tell you how was the how was the the match. Maybe it was one team was winning or was basically pushing for 90 minutes and only scoring the last second or could be that the team were or both teams were so equal that it was only one by chance the score so system yes absolutely <laughs> and exactly what you're saying and also how to improve to win the next match if you lose this one <laughs> but this is also i think we could discuss what's about soccer <laughs> no problem at all. Enrique, if somebody would like to contact you what's the best way I think that uh, my LinkedIn profile it's uh, is there. Uh, it's probably the fastest uh, way. I I check it every morning with my coffee, my first coffee in the morning. I check uh, email and and LinkedIn. So I think uh, it's probably the best the best way to to contact me and I'm happy to chat with any anybody. Uh, if you are a member of the European Customer Experience Organization through the the sites. Uh, the site I will I'm always there I'm, uh, I will say I also check every every day what's the fit and and the because there is always really interesting uh, reading about about customer experience so it's up to you uh, through the ECXO uh, site or through LinkedIn it's, it's the best way of, of contacting me. Thank you very much, Eric. And now we are coming to the very last question. That's the question that I'm always asking and it's 
Enrique Golden Nugget? It's something that we discussed or something new that you would leave and share with the audience? Wow. <laughs> A golden nugget. Uh, if you, let me put it, be resilience, okay? Customer experience is... Uh, about resilience a lot. Uh, you have to, if you really want to make your, to make the impact on the company, it's about resilience. Uh, the, trying to enjoy your success, try to minimize the impact of uh, failures or bad moments, but uh, at the end it pays. Okay, it's really, really, really uh, an area where you can feel really, really satisfied and, it's I will not change uh, my 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 experience in the last 11 years. Thank you very much, Enrique. And I am not commenting the Enrique's golden nuggets because it was your golden nugget. The only thing that I want to say is was thank you very much for your time, Enrique. Thank you, Gregorio, for inviting me. It was really a great pleasure and also thank you to the European Customer Experience Organization to make that happen, to giving me the opportunity to discuss with ECXO ambassadors and I hope that the audience enjoyed as much as I enjoyed this discussion because it was really an outstanding discussion. Thank you very much. Grazie mille. Arrivederci. Ciao. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth. Subscribe it. Share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget, we are not in a B2B or B2C business, we are in a human-to-human -human environment. Thank you!